Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Okay, here we are, James Tucker and Helena Steiner-Hornstein with yet another show, The Above and Beyond. And James, it's great to have you with me again. And we were talking about, thank you. (laughs) Yes, and we are here and you just spoke so beautifully about uh, how to wake up in the morning. And could you say that one more time so we can start this show, how we're going to begin our day, a good and happy and and, and, and successful day? Yes, what you read before. All right. This is here's here's the way I look at this before I say the words. If you're going to drive from one place to another that's several hundred miles away, even with gasoline at a high price, you normally fill your gas tank up before you leave, or you because you don't want to run out of gas, right? And mm-hmm. if you're uh, going to do a hard day's work and you need energy, you would eat a good breakfast, put some energy in you, in you, all right, instead of just drinking a cup of coffee. Um, And I think that if you don't do something to psych your spirit up each morning and put these things, these kinds of things in your heart, that it takes a whole lot more work and it's a whole lot harder to get through the day um, without burning out or feeling drained or stressed out, as you would say, Helena. Yeah. All right, so I've created this morning affirmation and meditation and these are things that I've heard from my clients and friends for years, and finally I was able a year or two ago to put it into a, a, a little little affirmation. And here it is. I, just, I speak this every morning when I wake up. The first thing I do when I get out of bed, I have it posted in, in a frame near my bed. And here it is. Each morning when I awake, I give thanks and feel much gratitude for my abundant life. I have plenty of everything I want and need to make me happy. I have abundant health. I have plenty of money. I have trust, faith, patience, and freedom to do all the things I truly love. I feel safe and protected. I have a wonderful, loving, and caring family. I have many great spiritual friends. I have plenty of love and happiness. I am using my God-given gifts and talents to help myself and others to lead a rich, full life. I face each challenge, bless it, and handle it with ease. I thank it for giving me renewed strength to face life each day and grow in heart and spirit. I wake up each day knowing that more of all these things are on my way. For this and the blessing of life itself, I am eternally grateful. I claim and accept everything in in my mind, heart, and spirit. Mine is a great life. All is well. And so it is today and for all my future days to come. And so it is. And this is so nice. And, you know, I uh, usually in the morning put myself in the light. And it's almost like a shower uh, that comes over me of the light. And that light is very, very cleansing. And then I drink water because you don't even, you don't 
only do spirit, you also do the physical. And I think that to rinse your inside is also quite important for your looks and for your good, good, good feelings. And uh, I have uh, uh, felt that many times when I wake up in the morning, it's like I have a clear mind. Have you noticed that too? It's like good ideas come to you. And if you, yeah, and if you notice that instead of that good, clear mind and those good ideas coming to you and you instead have some thought that is negative or you think about something or someone that is a negative thought, that is something you really have to deal with and begin to get rid of your life. And I know, you know, when I was going through divorce, of course, I woke up in the morning and and those first thoughts, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> and you had this over you. And it would be not honest to say that I just woke up and felt happy and, and to pull the light over myself. No, I was influenced by the negativity in my life at the time. And it was very important to get rid of that immediately because otherwise that would take hold of my day and would also take hold of my day who would come my way because when you're negative everything negative comes your way and it's amazing how bad things can come to you when you have bad thoughts within you and you just charge yourself you're like a sponge you attract all of the same energy and we all know that and you know that and it's just a reminder for all of us and maybe someone this very moment needs to hear that oh you have all those thoughts in your mind how do you expect anything good to come to you right now well you know I found after putting that little thing together that um, it's also it's it's directed by spiritual law it's kind of like the law of the universe is the law of oneness and wholeness and healing and balance. And you see that oneness principle in the nucleus of an atom, the sun in the sky, the soul of a human, the yolk of an egg, things like that, see? And if you wake up each morning feeling like you have plenty of everything you need, no matter how much or how little of anything you have, more is given to that. Yeah. But if you wake up each morning feeling there's lack, hunger, there's anger, more is given to that. Yeah. It's all about the attitude of of what you what you see. What we sow, we reap back multiplied. It's the supreme yeah. law. In churches it's called the golden rule. In physics it's called action reaction. And in metaphysics I call it cause and effect of what we sow we reap. Yeah. And that's where the choice comes in on what you sow and what you plant and what you feed. Yeah. And the beauty of Mother Earth, who is the greatest teacher for the principles of life, she says that no matter what happened to last year's crop, whether it came to a fruitful harvest or the flood or bugs or drought or human air or weeds killed it, says get rid of the trash and negativity that's accumulated, the weeds, make room for new growth, sow new seeds, and move on and grow a new and better life. It's the law of second chances. No matter what's happened in the past, you do not have to dwell on that. You can let go of it, forgive it if needed, instead of judging it or others, holding grudges, and learn from it, bless it for what it taught you, 
uh, release it, and move on. Yeah, you know, it's so important, this thing, to move on and move on and uh, not to stay in the past. And uh, I see this again where people are coming to me because they're sick and how they are dwelling in the past. And I still have, and that I see more with men, men who are having problems. And they sit in their 50s and 60s and they complain about their mothers didn't treat them right. And if my mother did in that, you know. You know what I tell people when they tell me things like that? You know, you want to know? Yeah, yeah, I want to hear what you say to them. I say to them, I say, there's only so long in your life that you can put the blame for your unhappiness or your sickness on someone else before you have to begin to take responsibility for your own happiness and wholeness and and stop that negativity and blame and go within yourself and take responsibility for your own happiness. Yes. And uh, I say it, uh, and of course you are always a little bit more polite maybe than I say, but I say you know, to them, it's time for you to grow up. And you are now responsible for your life. You cannot go back and blame your mother. You're not a little boy anymore. And uh, that is what it is. But it's, uh, uh, you know, amazing. And the women sometimes tend to blame their uh, fathers maybe. You know, they were not pleasing their fathers well enough or they were not good enough or they didn't perform well enough for their fathers whereas the the men complain about the mothers and the mothers didn't give them enough understanding and enough love so that is what if you if you a woman that marries um a man usually marries a man like her father and if he was good she'll find a good one and he if he wasn't good to her, she'll easily end up with an immature male that she yeah. thinks to fix because that's her level of, of of comfort there somehow, you know. And, um, you know, so we tend, history has a tendency to repeat itself until you break the pattern. And you break the pattern by having enough pain over a period of time where you don't want it anymore and you think there's a better way and then you go looking for it. Yeah, you have to wake up at times. So sometimes you really have to to hit a rock bottom or you have to be hit hard just to open your eyes and to react and move on in a new direction. Yeah, that's like the man that fell out of a 100-story building. And he, as he was falling, the people were looking out the windows. They, say, they said to him, how's it going? And he said, so far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's positive thinking. <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> and um, I, I like that. And, uh, you know, if in, during the bad times when you show a little bit a sense of humor, that's nice, you know, <laughs> and, and that really helps you a lot. Uh, and not to accept the, the badness. And I have, um, I tell a story all the time, and this particular story, I tell people on in my lectures and how we are influenced by the negativity or by the light and we have in a crisis you can pick one or the other and I was driving on I-95 and you know I-95 out to Miami you have six lanes it's a very dangerous road don't isn't it yes it is uh, I-95 for those outside of America it's a motorway 
going north of Miami, going up to Fort Lauderdale and so on, all the way up north, go, continue all the way to, to New York, I think. But in the beginning, you have this very dangerous road. And I came on that one, and at the time, you know, I was driving happily, but then I, you know, was thinking about a situation between two other people. I had nothing to do with it, but one person had treated the other person so badly, and I got really, you know, I'm very intense. My feelings are strong, and I just put my energy into how could they be like this? How could this be allowed? It was illegal. It was wrong. And I sort of sat there, and I drove, and suddenly I just heard like a pling, you know, from the dashboard, and I saw all lights were red. My motor had stopped, and I was running in like 70 miles an hour or something in Russia a Friday morning, going north on this motor road, sitting in the middle somewhere. And I, have, I had trucks around me, I had cars, everyone running at the highest speed. And I just knew now. I tried to brake. Everything was locked. I tried to wind down my window. Well, it was all electrical windows. I couldn't do anything. I tried to honk. I couldn't do that. The whole system was knocked out by the negative thoughts I had sent through my body to the whole surrounding system. That shows how negativity is bad for you and for everything around you. You can knock out systems just with negative feelings. Now I had to counter that and I just knew that my situation was as absolutely desperate. And what did I do? Well, pray to God, you know, here you didn't have many seconds left because I was going to be hit by trucks in just tenths of seconds. And just in a fraction of a second, I pulled down the light and put myself in the light. And do you know, I sailed through that traffic, I crossed all the lanes and ended up, this was a miracle, I ended up on the side lane. And there the car just kind of eventually died off because I couldn't stop it. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't break. I couldn't do a thing. And there it died all by itself. And I just took a big breather and said, thank you, God, <laughs> because this was a true miracle. But I had used the energy both ways. I had used it first with the negative thought and knocked out everything around me. And now I had to reconstruct this around me that had been knocked out and I had to put good into it and I pulled in the light and as you know, the light is the highest of all forces. This force put light back into what had been knocked out by the, by the darkness and I was just taken to safety mm. on the side of the road. And the story doesn't even end there. It continues, but it was all for the very good and how I got help and everything else. Mm. But it was absolutely remarkable how it happened. And then I said next time, thank you, God. Please don't have me experience everything firsthand this often. Mm. <laughs> because it was a very, very scary moment. And I could at that particular time just said, I'm gone, you know. And I would have been hit by, you know, standing car in this traffic would have been just awful. And also, cars were honking and everything because I was cutting through lanes. 
but somehow I was protected and taken through because I had chosen the light. I had chosen the light. You were divinely protected. Absolutely. It was absolutely remarkable how this happened. And, of course, I had... It wasn't my time to go, so it worked. The spirit responded. Spirit responded very quickly. You know, I think that there are many reasons for that. There's maybe a lot of different things that came together just at the right time and, and brought you safely home to the side. And I've experienced that many times in my own life as well. Um, and I, I think that it's because of the kind of life you live, Helena, and how many how many people you help, like with this radio show and all the people listening, um, where you're giving them hope. You know, you're you're giving them courage. Um, and, you know, if everyone had a, a true purpose and a dream and a major goal in life, can you just imagine how much better this world would be? And that's what you do is you do those things. You help people to find their, their healing, their dreams, and their goals. You know, uh, yes, and that's what our purpose is here. And it's very good that we are uh, surrounded by so much love and understanding after all. And I really mean that this world is not a bad world. There are lots of things happening that are not good and that are very peculiar and very influenced of the dark, by the dark forces. I don't think you have to have royal blood in you to be a member of the royal human family on earth because I think that we all have that blessing of spirit and and royalty. We're all spiritual royalty. And if we helped each other to live a meaningful life, here would be the result. There'd be no war or unnecessary killing. Um, everyone would be safe instead of living in fear. There would be no hunger because we share our good. Disease would practically disappear because of harmony and balance instead of living stressed out. Uh, the earth and the atmosphere would stay healthy because of nurturing and regeneration rather than greed or destruction. There'd be little crime in the streets. Anger would be replaced with love. There'd be happiness for everyone. The list could go on and on. And then some somebody listening might say, uh, "James, are you hallucinating?" <laughs> yes, it's uh, a very idealistic, uh, utopic uh, thought. But there is a way, you know, that we each one of us can experience this. What you are describing. Well, you as know, long as we connect with the right forces. Well, you know, I challenge everybody listening. Instead of feeling hungry for love, respect, money, health, self-esteem, happiness, turn it around. Make a list of all your blessings that you already have. And give back to others from this abundant list. I have a saying that um, Spirit gave to me and I use quite often. It's not what you think or say... It's what you do with what you have that makes you who you are in life. Yes. Uh, and uh, another uh, ancient teaching said, if you can manage a little, you'll be given a lot. That's the law of tenfold return. Yeah. You know, if you, you know, it, happiness is the is an effect, not a cause. You've got to have a cause in life. You can't just say, uh, my goal is to be happy. You've got to do something about it. You you got to plant some seeds. You got to do the things you love. And you got to take care of those things, and you got to see them through to completion, like we talked about in the last show. What makes you a winner in life is to finish what you start. But you've got to plant the seed, or you end up with a patch of weeds. See, it's that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. Well, and it know. has to start within you. It's not. And again, you know, I heard people. Oh yes, but I'm waiting for my money. I'm waiting for so and so to give me a go ahead. And then they get irritated when I said, well, maybe God's hands are right in your hands. You know, maybe it begins with you. And it sounds too too easy or too difficult for people. They should be there. I think that's why we get into drugs and everything else, because we want that quick fix thing, uh, that if we take a pill, the happy pill, and then everything is okay. For, for Instead of this commitment, and you use the word commitment, which is such an important word in healing, in getting well, in, in getting successful, in finding peace within you. You have to have a commitment within you. You cannot just rush around and look for nothing. You don't know what you're looking for. You start right here. You start home is within. Home is within you. Right. People living by the ego are usually angry, controlling people. They think their way is the only way. They, the reason is usually they didn't get their way, so they pout, get angry, throw temper tantrums, get drunk, do drugs, threaten, yeah. you know, yeah. want to punish others by holding grudges. That's emotional immaturity. Yeah, but then I think money is put, you know, money is, is very often the the cause for people's, uh, mis, how should I say, unhappiness and even sickness because they worry about money uh, and that is what I said no you know just turn within and just begin to relax and this wonderful feeling you have within you when you just feel you're not alone and then of course somehow the money comes to you when you don't worry about money it comes to you and uh, these days with, in America with the bad times and people have contacted me because they're losing their homes. And they haven't been very happy about hearing from me, well, your home is within. <laughs> when, you know, they're losing their homes and, and the families uh, have nowhere else to go. But it still starts within you, doesn't it? Your home is still within and once you have the security within you, you'll be happy wherever you go. You know, uh, here here's another way of looking at it. Um, oneness comes from like living from your own spiritual center and listening to your heart and soul. Dividedness comes from living by the mind and the ego where you think judgmentally, good, evil, right, wrong, positive, negative, win, lose, black, white, and stuff like that. And that's living by the ways of the world, see, the way the earth turns from day to night, its opposites attract, you know. And so we either live by oneness and wholeness and the light within us or that divided way through the mind. And then if you live that divided way, most of us get lost and then we're stuck. And that's where the disease sets in and then, you know, our lives deteriorate. Yeah. Um, and, still, you know, James, people still can get sick, uh, although, uh, you know, we feel or they they might live a wonderfully happy life. Still, it happens. Yeah. And we still have not found the right solution. And it's not that they are unhappy. It's not that they do anything wrong. And I have to explain that to many people sometimes 
No, it's not that you've done anything wrong, because some people get very, very upset that they get so seriously sick because, you know, they have happy lives, they have happy marriages, they have healthy, successful children, they have money, they have, they have all this, and then still this happens, and accidents happen. And that is part of probably a larger philosophy than we can comprehend. And that, uh, very often I've seen a past lifetime uh, having influenced what has happened today. Right. That the memory of that past lifetime has somehow taken a hold into the system of this particular person and has started something. But so, you see, what you're saying there is that they're divided. They're not whole. They're not one. And I think that if you want to cure any kind of illness or disease, whether it's past life stuff or this life, that you have to be focusing toward your inner light. I just don't think there's any other thing that, that is you can do to anywhere else you can go. Uh, after this, once it's hit you, yes, you have to turn to your inner light to that uh, God energy within you that is the, your the, the way many times. It's your conscience. It's your inner voice. It's part yeah. of it, you know. And you have found a way uh, to help, you know, to tap into that. Do you, have you ever taught that about what you do and given that back to people that want, would like to know how to do it? Have you taught I haven't it? taught people how to do it, but, you know, I noticed, and many people have said so, those who have had little more serious situations, and I've had to see them maybe three times or so, uh, they have somehow opened up just through that process of receiving the light. So they can do, you know, they can uh, see, someone said, oh, I can see through my dog now, you know, I can see when she's not, she's not feeling well and I can, you know, imagine I see her liver and I see her, her organs. So once you receive the light in a healing session, you do actually open up and those meditations we are doing, they actually do open people up. You know, the, the light meditations that I do, they are very uh, eye-opening or they are very beneficial for, for learning how to do it. You know, because I'm not teaching just, uh, just logically like some people do. You know, that's a sacred gift you have there. I just honor you for that. that you well, have. thank you for being so uh, appreciative of it. And uh, it's something, you know, that has been my gift. And I also have had the gift of, of doing paintings and things which I've done all my life. But, um, you know, we all have some kind of gift out there. And it, not only, you know, people say, oh, you have a gift, I don't have a gift. And then we start to talk and we realize they have plenty of gifts, you know. It could be like baking fantastic cookies, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that could be so beneficial for, for everyone. I mean, it would make everyone happy and well and, you know, healthy cookies. I knew a man in the Black Forest who had, he was a baker, and he could make a bread, and uh, he's probably dead now. He would be 100 years old, I think. But he had the formula for a bread that was fantastic. And he decided he wanted to sell this bread everywhere to make people well. 
And then he had, and I hate to almost say this, but it's a true story. He was walking in the forest, in the black for in in the black forest, and suddenly he had this vision of an angel standing in front of him, saying, "You are going to become a very famous doctor, and you are going to give them this bread, and you're going to make diets for them, and so on." And I don't exactly what it was, but he told us the story afterwards. And the angel told him that he was going to be this famous doctor. And, you know, then miracles happened in his life. And he got eventually got a scholarship to study and he became a doctor, a medical doctor. And he developed that bread and it was a fantastic bread, you know. And uh, he developed various kinds of diets and he helped a lot and a lot of people. He started his own clinic and he helped thousands of people get well again. That was like an Albert Schweitzer. Yes, you know. <laughs> uh, so we can get secret formulas, and that was his talent at that time. That was his gift at that time to develop that bread. It started that way, and then with the gift of making that bread, he he he. he he opened up more and more because people liked it so much they came to him and said oh we want your bread and this was just someone who was young and wanted to become a baker he worked in the bakery but just like a student as an apprentice and uh, he got the appreciation and then he opened up more and more and he became more and more intuitive and he could look at people saying oh you have wrong with this and that you know so he came into the field uh, through this particular very simple talent. Is that bread still available? You know, I was just wondering as I was telling the story what happened to everything, and I should check that out because it was a fantastic place. He he um, got um, uh, that clinic in the Black Forest where people came from everywhere and was amazing because it was, uh, the surrounding was very, you know, with little peasant homes where you have pigged one end of the house and you live in the other end of the same house. And uh, here he built this, like, a palatial <laughs> um, clinic with marble floor and big black Steinway piano and, you know, everything was very elegant and each room had a bathroom, you know, everything. And I stayed at that place myself. It was absolutely a swimming pool, indoor swimming pool. Everything was fantastic. And I don't know what happened to anything, if it's still in existence and if that bread is still available. But um, he sold that bread all over the place. Ah. It was sent all over Europe. I'd like to have some myself. <laughs> oh, well, it was just beautiful. It was fantastic. And you felt so good from it. <laughs> it was very, very dark, almost black. You know, there's a bread that I buy in the supermarket called Ezekiel bread. You ever know about that? Yes, that's very good. I like that one, too. It's made out of sprouted, seven sprouted grains. Yeah. An ancient formula. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I eat. I love bread. Yeah, and love. that's nice. Yeah, bread is good. And when I first came to America all those years ago, I missed what I called the brown bread. It was all that what I call the American sponge bread, you know? <laughs> this white bread, and it's very fluffed up and everything else. 
and uh, I I didn't feel good on it, you know, and I, I liked my bread. And then with the years, more and more bread came, you know, came in. The Euro was starting to be sold in America the European way, you know, a little bit darker with all the seeds in it. And uh, now in America, of course, you can get anything in food and in breads and so on. Mm. But bread is uh, what has been very important uh, to people through the ages because you could put everything in it that you needed, all the cereals and all of, you know, everything that was uh, You know, good you remind me uh, of something that I, I created a number of years ago, and I still work with people on it myself. Um, I call it the primitive diet. And, um, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I can't give medical advice, but um, I can approach things from a spiritual healing point. And I've, I've thought about a lot about getting back to the fundamentals of a healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, one of the, the reasons the human race survived through many thousands of years, you know what it basically comes down to? They ate a natural diet. At one time, the whole earth must have been a Garden of Eden. Humans and animals ate natural foods grown on the land. They ate greens and herbs, fresh fruits, berries, whole grains, roots, maybe a rabbit or a squirrel or a deer. Uh, yes, they did. And, uh, yeah. of course, you had different climates, uh, so you couldn't get this throughout the year, which I was wondering how on earth did people do that. Well, you know. they had no um, processed food, no candy, no white bread, as you call it, or pasta. Yeah. They had no yeah. colas or preservatives other than salt. They drank fresh water from the streams and rivers and breathed fresh, clear air. Until a few thousand years ago, they probably lived in harmony and respected nature. Um And I think that if we got back to eating uh, all natural foods, and good bread, like you just talked about, and uh, breathe deeply and get plenty of rest, and even though it's hard because they have people working so hard, and get a second wind, relax a little bit, uh, that uh, life would be sweeter. Uh, uh, yes, uh, food is so important to us. And, you know, when I grew up in Sweden, and, uh, of course, uh, uh, we had the woodchoppers, you know, the men in the forest who lived in the forest, and they they had their families maybe somewhere else, but they were there throughout the winter, and they were chopping wood with the horses. And, of course, this is way back in a part of Sweden where it was. It was that way at that time. And I remember as a little girl, I would go with, with the family and visit and see how, how they were working and way out in the forest. And we came down sleigh and behind a horse. <laughs> and um, it, the snow was very deep around them. And we would see how those men lived in little cottages in the forest, surrounded by the big trees and all snow laden. And it was actually very beautiful. But okay. there they were eating throughout the winter months and uh, this was November through March I would think they had big um, barrels of salted herring and they had big barrels of potatoes and sometimes red beets and this was all their diet and maybe they had some aquavit with it and so on 
you know, to keep the blood flowing. But they had this food, and then they had uh, salted pork. This was their whole diet. But these men were healthy, and they were working, chopping wood all the time. Maybe not on Sundays. Maybe that was the day they would have the schnapps, the aquavit. But they were healthy, and they lived to a very long, ripe age, all of them. Mm. And it was amazing how they could survive on that particular diet. But, of course, the potatoes provided with lots of the vitamins, and the hearing would be the, the protein. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds to me like they were pretty much living in harmony. They were, and, of course, they had the uh, uh, rose hip also, and they made soup out of that. So that was the whole, uh, and blueberries and so on, too, that uh, were, of course, not to be picked in the winter, but they had saved it from uh, before. Mm. Well, I like that story. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's really a, a, a true story. That is exactly the way they lived. And uh, I remember my grandmother also used to say that in the old days when she was little, this was way back in the 1800s, how they ate, you know, very fatty foods, but no one was sick and no one had a heart attack because they were moving. And I think this is what we forget, you know, the physical aspect. It's great to have a good diet, but we are working animals. We are supposed to move. We're supposed to move our bodies. And the American diet, first of all, is not the healthy one with the white bread and all the goodies. You know, it's easy to get fat in, in, in America because of, you know, everything tastes really quite good. You know, all that junk food is very tasty. And then you go and sit in a car. And I, in Miami Beach, I walk a lot. And I tend to walk uh, wherever I can within a reasonable amount of, of distance. I walk to the post office. I walk to, you know, wherever I can. And people think this is a little odd. Why don't you drive? <laughs> and I said, well, I need to walk. Oh, oh, do you? You know, and that's always, instead they go to those workout places where they have to be members and they walk on those, what do you call it, uh, artificial uh, machines. And you walk there instead of walking out in nature. I think that you have found heavenly and earthly happiness there. <laughs> it, it's such a simple thing, and it's cheap. <laughs> and it's nice, you know, to walk out, to be out walking. And, of course, on my way out walking, I meet people, but they don't do my distance. They're just doing shorter bits than I do. Mm. But still, you have the ones jogging out there. But you don't have to jog. You know, you can walk. <clears throat> you know, um, you heard the fairy tale of the goose that lays the golden eggs? Yes, I have. This, this goose was laying the golden eggs, and the people were greedy, and they were struggling, fighting, killing each other to get the eggs, and they neglected the goose and starved her, and she died. Then there were no eggs for anyone. Yeah, uh, it's so a good it's story, you know, in it's all, there's a few variations of the story, but it's a good story that you he get greedy, so you want the goose. And his whole key is to feed the goose, see, take care of the goose. Yeah. And give her, and let her move around some, like the walking and eating decent and healthy food. 
And then you you feed the goose, the eggs continue to come. See, so you're yeah. you're living. That's a spiritual principle. You, you're taking care of your soul, which takes care of your body. And you know, it's all like everything starts with an idea and spirit, anyway. You know, and then before it manifests in the physical form in the earth, you know that. Yeah, of course. The law of the secret, uh, the book and DVD, it's been so popular for a couple of years. It's about the law of manifestation, that everything starts with an idea in the mind, and then once you take that idea and you make you commit that to uh, whatever you need to be committing it to, which is write it, create it, uh, affirm it, do whatever, and then ask spirit to bring it back in the created form and then watch for the signs that it is coming and it's giving birth and wants to grow and multiply, um, that's the principle of cause and effect again. And when you do the things that keep you in the cause, the effects will generally work out in your favor because every seed wants to multiply and increase over its own seed. Okay? So you're, you're, everything I'm hearing from you is not about about effects. I never hear you talk about worrying about money or life. I hear you talking about causes and focus and passion and purpose and you're you're you know everybody listening this this lady helena you want to listen to her more because she is she is the secret personified through her actions as well as her words and her her hope um and you you affect my my life helena and i know that you do other many of everybody else listening has got to be getting stronger just listening to your your beautiful beautiful words and your spirit and your causes you are a woman of true cause and spirit and you are truly on the spiritual path it's an honor to know you well thank you for saying all those wonderful things but you know everything has a cause and effect and uh, what we all have to realize that no one really is above uh, God, so to speak. We are part of God's wonderful world and that we are supposed to make the best out of it. We're supposed to make the best of each single day. Uh, one thing that so many uh, of us uh, do is to go into the past all the time and Please, as, as I started to say, I think maybe in the in the previous show, that the past does not exist. It's gone. Just what you also said, uh, James. And the future doesn't exist either. Everything is here and now. And let's make this particular day, right now, a wonderful day. Let's make tonight a wonderful day i am myself going out for dinner afterwards it's uh, now going to quarter to 11 in the evening and of course we keep spanish hours and i'm going to make that dinner a wonderful evening <laughs> and it's so nice to look at things uh, a happy way it really is and um, i have been through my life with partners at times who have said, oh, it's easy for you to say, you're happy, or you have it easy, and so on. And no, I haven't had it easy. I have made it look easy for you out there, because it's more fun to be with someone who makes it look that way, isn't it? Who right. wants to be with someone who has trouble, you know, and who complains? 
all the time. No, no. I work with people like that. I don't. I don't hang around people like that. No, and this is part of of one of my rules is that you hang out with those that will make you feel good. You, you know, and there are people out there who do make you feel good. You know what um, true true human class is? It, it, it doesn't have much to do with blood, fine cars, homes, prestige, power, wealth. True human class is heart. And heart, it's kind of like in horse racing, um, they look for the class horse. They, they want the horse. They want to find the horse that they think can run the, the longest distance um, in the shortest time uh, with the least, with the, with the most weight. What does it say about a horse that can carry a lot of weight, run a full distance in the shortest time? What, is it, what does that say about that horse? Well, that's a master horse. <laughs> but it says it has heart. Oh, yeah. It, doesn't give up. It finishes the race. See? So he, true human class, I believe, is from the heart, not the ego or the mind or the earthly side. And people that live from the heart and keep moving toward their center and keep on looking for that oneness so they don't have to live a divided life or lost in this world, that is true. That, those are high-class people. The people listening to your your show here today are high class people, Helena, or they wouldn't be they wouldn't be listening because they wouldn't have the heart. They'd be out doing other things. Well, that's mm-hmm. very true. Not everyone likes to listen to all kinds of shows, and I was just thinking about that too. Who is listening to the show? And it's not really those who would need to listen to it, you know, to learn. Um, how to change their life. The ones who are listening to the shows are the ones who are excited about life already, I think, and those who are in the need. Uh, I know I have clients listening who are in, in serious trouble because of health challenges, and I've asked them to listen to the show and uh, just pick up on the feelings and on the energy that we are exuding, you know, Tonight, we are exuding an energy of actually light and of um, happiness. I feel happy talking to you. Well, I feel happy talking to you and everybody. (laughs) You see? feel their energy, and I'm happy to be with everybody else talking out there and listening out there, too. Um, But I don't feel we have the terrorists, you know, if we would say such a word, listening to us, and I wish they would. (laughs) You know, high-class people from the heart. They don't, harm, they don't harm each other. They have conscience. They want to help each other. They don't no. want to kill each other. No. You, you don't have any of that. No, it. that is, uh, you know, uh, a, a terrible thing to have to, to, that it has to exist. But then, on the other hand, I feel that such a small fraction of all those billions of people who live out there, I think isn't so. that the truth? It, so. It's very remarkable if you look at in this country, uh, in, in America, I say in this country, I'm in Spain now, <laughs> not in America, but uh, in America you have hundreds of millions of people. Yes, things happen, but basically it, it doesn't happen to everyone all the time. So yeah. the world is pretty good. And once we start to send out, and I think everyone should send out like a prayer 
or a meditation to the world of good thought and of good uh, intentions because that really helps. And scientifically, they have proved, they have proven that meditation and prayer really changes energy. And anyone out there who listens and doesn't quite believe it, and I say, yes, scientifically, this, there is a proof of that, that energy does, is produced in prayer or in positive meditation when we send out feelings. So when we really are serious about changing this world, we should start to send out those thoughts, not of fear, oh, what are they going to do now and what is going to happen? No, get rid of that stupid fear out there, people. Please, don't allow the fear to take over and don't allow those people who try to instigate fear within you to, to, to make that happen, you know, to, to make them winners. No, show that the light is there for us to use. And we are truly here to help this world. And right now we do need to have forces of the light. Remember when I was sitting in that car out there on, on the motorway and how my negative thought broke the system and just threw everything into bits, whereas my positive thoughts saved my life. And that is the way it is. We have to begin to send out more positive thoughts and positive feelings and emotions out from my heart, from your heart, to everyone else's heart there, to the heart of the planet, to the heart of the universe. And we meet in that stream of love. And this is going to help our world. It truly is going to help us. But we have to do it for it to work. Hold and on it's a okay I, to say so, but we have to do it. To I'm work. going to stand up for a minute. I'm going to give you a standing ovation. <laughs> this is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful words I'm hearing. You're bringing tears to my eyes. You, you deserve a standing ovation of life from everybody listening for those words you just said. So beautiful. I never heard it. Thank you. But this is what we are about, and this is what we have access to, all of us. We can do something for our world. This is a beautiful world. And you know where I'm sitting right now? It's such a beautiful world. You see nature, and you see the, 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 the goats running around wild, you know, up in the mountains, and it, it's fantastic in every way. It's such a great, great place. So, uh, yes, uh, if you I had a doorbell going, and I don't know why anyone rings my doorbells just before 11 o'clock. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and just scream out it. Could you wait, please? Uh, so, um, anyway, this is a wonderful world, and I think we have all the right in the world to make it a good place for us. And we should do that. Well, right I think now. this expresses as well as I've ever heard it in my whole life. And, you know, our main mission, I believe, for all our days should be to recognize this great value we call life and find creative ways to maintain our own and help others with a need and replace complacency and government help with a renewal of basic values. Grow a little of your own food. Become more self-reliant. 
teach others who want to learn how you do these wonderful things in your life. You can do it. Everybody yeah. can I can do Everyone it. can do it. We have it in us. Yes, it's we do have it. the... And this is what we have been given, you know, this particular opportunity and gift, really, to help our world. Each one of us has been given a gift, the, the gift of the light within us. This is the eternity within us. This is what we are. This is our soul light, to use that light and do something good for the planet. You know, I think that one of the big keys to it and one of the, the blocking things and the things that does it blocks that light is that we have, sometimes we, we don't know how to ask. And when you ask spirit, by whatever name you call the higher power, in churches it's called prayer, um, when you ask spirit to show you the signs that new good life is taking root and beginning to grow in your heart and spirit that make you happy and healthy and and prosperous and and put that joy and creativity in you. Um, yeah. You know, we got to ask. This, you 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 touched on that earlier about the power of the universe, and it's there for us. And we don't have to live um, a life of lack or disease or um, unhappiness or pain or hardship. It's in us. To 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 find that 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 gift within us and that light within us, and multiply it. But you got to go in there, and you then you have to ask spirit to show you the signs. See that you're going in the right direction and that your life is on the right track. And yeah. that's called prayer. And, and without yeah. prayer, there's a block. You won't receive the harvest of the efforts of what it is that you want in life because you're not asking in the right place. You think you got to will it into being yourself, and you don't have to. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we're too prideful in this world. It's what blocks us. Yeah. So um, we have now come to the end of our second show, uh, that, you know, <laughs> our second hour here. So uh, James Tucker, uh, you have uh, a website. you want to give that again? I would love for anybody to check out my website. Just type in personalspiritguide.com, all lowercase, and uh, it'll. I have a new website I'm creating, and um, your show is on there as well, Helena. The first one we did that wonderful couple months ago in June. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I invite everybody to check it out. I would love for you to do it. Yeah, very good. Do you have your photo there, too, so people can see how you look like? Um, I've got my drawing of my uh, spirit guide collection, and I'm going to have a picture pretty soon. Okay. I just haven't gotten it there yet, but I'm getting there. It's a new one. And I have my website. Of course, I have pictures of me everywhere. (laughs) And um, I um, have uh, www.speakingtoyourheart.com. Body Soul Connection is another one. Again, Body Soul Connection and Faith Healing. Faith like F A I T H dash healing dot com. And the first one was again speaking to your heart dot com. So when I have two books on the market and I have three meditation CDs, they are very powerful. Two of them are with the music uh, by Stephen Halpin, and you all know Stephen Halpin. I know and, Stephen Halpin uh, personally. Yes, he's a wonderful man, and his music is fantastic. 
and um, then I have uh, God, what I've forgotten his name, Doug, is his first name, a third musician, also very talented from Boston, who did my the music for the third one. And then my CD is very powerful. So thank you again, uh, James, for being with me during uh, these sessions. I will, next time you hear me uh, afterwards, I will be in Sweden, and I shall be giving a workshop on the 6th of September in Stockholm, and I shall be giving personal consultations. I think it's pretty sold out, but there might be some spots here and there, and you can email me for uh, more information. So thank you, James. Thank you, everyone out there, and have a fantastic week. We will see you again next Tuesday. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you, James, and I will get back with you later. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye, James. Bye-bye, Florida. Bye-bye, no. USA. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.